Where are they now? That's the episode, right? That's right. I'm still in Austin. Or two weeks ago. (laughs) (laughs) Still in Austin. Still working at a company called Summit. Uh, Still a team of three. Briefly four. uh, Contractor work. Um, Very briefly five. A couple contractors. Uh, But yes. the, The episode's... I guess you said we finished recording in June. Yeah, and I think it's like June twentieth or something like that. Yeah, at that point, I knew that we were going to make it um, because revenue was growing consistently. We continue to grow revenue. We continued to grow revenue consistently uh, because sales is working, and we just kind of um, focused on that growth. And I will say there was there was uh, there's been some additional work that's been needed. Um, growth slowed a little bit and uh, accelerated and then it slowed a little bit and then accelerated again and then it slowed a little bit and to fix that um, inconsist that volatility that inconsistency we knew okay we need to we need to do that next step which is find a channel that works consistently and I would say 2023 was the year of sales for me where I just sold the heck out of everyone in my network because we had this thing that was valuable and uh, 2024, I still expect to do sales, but in 2024, we are leaning heavily into partnerships as distribution. So what that means is you will start to see Summit as something that you can use that's compatible with a bunch of other tools in marketing. So Customer.io is one that we're really excited about. Obviously Zapier, obviously HubSpot, Intercom, and uh, Close. So I'm excited still using those enterprise sales skills, but focused on business development to establish these distribution channels. Why does that matter? Because we realized that big, big change here. Uh, I call it a narrowing. So we're not pivoting. We're still focused on selling to marketing, but instead of selling lead magnets, which is to say, Hey, we're going to give you a calculator, a tool for your website that captures email addresses. We're narrowing our focus to enable self-serve and self-serve onboarding to lead scoring because we realize there's a hole in the market for lead scoring that we can serve that somebody can sign up for and get going in minutes literally and it still takes advantage of all the stuff we've built so we're narrowing our focus to lead scoring we'll still sell lead magnets as enterprise deals to bigger customers that want them Um, but we're going to add in kind of the self-service layer that takes an email address scores it as a lead against an ideal customer profile that you have and there's not something else quite like that on the market, and it feels really good. So we're, we're, we're focused on shipping that right now, and by the time folks listen to this, that may or may not be live. Uh, this is not a launch announcement because I told the team I would not do that, so I'm not doing that. Uh, but I wanted to give a business update. That is the narrowing that we're doing, and it feels good. The other major news was we... We were going to run out of money because even though we were growing revenue, we weren't growing revenue fast enough to offset burn, even as a small team. We, as I announced on Twitter, raised a, I'll say the final portion of a seed round um, from Bryce Roberts of NDVC, uh, who was already an investor, so he just increased his ownership. Uh, Couldn't happen to a nicer guy, meaning I, I really love and respect Bryce as a person and as an investor. So I'm excited to partner more deeply with him. And I mean that uh, in a sincere way. And that funding gives us a run to profitability in 2024. So 
that's really exciting. I'm not out there fundraising anymore. I don't plan to. Don't plan to raise any more money in 2024. Hopefully don't plan to raise any more money ever. Uh, so that's that's that was huge. And um, that was not easy. Yeah. Basically, June through... October the, the the fundraise was the the real cliffhanger of yeah. the of this yeah. season almost and then yeah. the the narrowing as you called it is yes. uh, that's the surprise yes. that wasn't really uh, on the on the car, in the cards um, yeah. last time we recorded but the real cliffhanger was the fundraise so I think if you wanted to expand on like I think yep. the basically so how it, <laughs> Because it it was harder than you ex- expected, I think. Much, much harder to uh, to raise the money. So yeah, I think there. Yep. Maybe you can expand on that whole thing a bit, and then how? So I think when we left you in June, you know, the product was just so different from just being lead scoring and self serve. So kind of like how yeah. you how you yeah. got there. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Good. I was doing the whole version in in three minutes, but th- those are good questions. Yeah. So and now you get to expand. Now you get to expand. Now I get to expand. So <laughs> the the fundraise kicked off in we'll say April May ish, and by kicked off, I mean that's when we started developing a deck. We started thinking about the raise. We that's had when a graph. your MRR chart started to look really nice. Looked really <laughs> nice and continue to look really nice. Um, so we went to market with an MRR chart that looked fantastic, and and we're talking multiple X's, you know, growth, uh, from the start of the year. So that's a pretty good place to be, even as a CCH company where they expect high growth. So we had the high growth that you expect out of a seed company, CCH company, but 2023 was, uh, obviously, you know, um, a, a bit of a, a bubble deflation. We'll say if it wasn't a bursting, I think it's going to be, con- it's continuing to deflate and maybe bursting later. But uh, what that means is that Angel investors, you know, while it's closed, uh, funds closed literally, and mm. a lot of folks went into a. I, I think they went into a. I'm only going to invest in things that are sure things, uh, almost, which is really not seed stage compatible. I think there's a lot of um, there's just all the risk aversion got exposed. I think the number of people who call themselves seed investors who really weren't willing to take much risk in the first place got exposed as being willing to take almost no risk and as a c stage company we just can't present ourselves as having zero risk i mean still small team still early in terms of revenue but it's working and as i already said we ended up raising the round from bryce and what bryce said was we i would say we raised you know maybe 20 percent of the round from angels and from smaller funds we raised the other 80 90 percent from bryce and when he came in with that amount um, which was, you know, healthy, uh, healthy size check. He, um, he said, look, a couple things. One is I see it working. So the business works. Clearly people want what you have. I see customer retention. That's really healthy. Meaning the customers you landed in March and April that you guys will hear, you know, heard about in these episodes, they're still with you. And in fact, they're growing and they want to do more with you. So that's a really healthy signal. It sounds like you just need time to focus on distribution and acquiring more customers. So I'm funding that. And also, I think you guys could have quit a long time ago, as listeners of this podcast know. And he said, you know, you are you haven't quit when you could have quit. And that tells me that you're not going to quit 
you know, in the future when things are still going to be challenging. So, um, so he, for all those reasons he was in, I think the a really cool thing was he said to look, you know, I'm not doing this cause I'm your friend, a true friend. If they didn't think you should raise more money would say, don't raise more money. You're just going to dilute yourself. You should find a way to offload this business or do something else, but like you shouldn't take my money. And then now you have this, that's not a good idea. So he's, I'm not doing this cause you're my friend. I'm doing this because of those reasons I just mentioned. So that happened and that happened in, I want to say October. And so you're talking about an April, May through October fundraise. So all late spring, early summer, all summer into late summer. And just, uh, summer was, it was, it was tough. It was tough. And I, um, uh, Patrick Campbell invested, uh, angel check. So that was really cool. Um, I'm sure folks know him, so that was neat, but it was very tough going. And, uh, then Bryce came through and said, you know, also I would say one of the things he saw was the distribution and the partnerships that I'm starting to, that are budding now. We're starting to get, uh, into a place where it made sense. I was like, wait a minute. Okay. We're talking to these marketing platforms now and they, their customers need what we have. And they have thousands of customers and they're excited and they're actually moving and they're introducing us to their team and we're starting to work together. We're really going to get a bunch of referrals and leads out of this uh, in 2024. We just got to make it to that, right? We got to, because we need to develop the content and you don't just do partnerships overnight. So like we still need time to execute on these, but like there is a very bright light at the end of this tunnel uh, and we just need to, we just need the time to get there. And uh he funded that time to get there. We've been heads down doing the work and narrowing the business because what happened was, and I'll explain the narrowing part. We reached out to these partners and, uh, and they, they looked at what we had and they were like, you know, we're, we're actually really interested in the lead scoring that you can do. Like that was the thing that they really were drawn to and they kept being drawn to it. So we took that signal and we talked to another partner, same thing. So once people who plan to introduce you to maybe hundreds of trials or customers tell you consistently that what they're interested in is this one little specific thing you can do, we're like, well, when they hit the homepage, we don't want to say that we do 99 things. You know, if, if, if they're sending us all these people who all have it in their mind that this is what we solve for them, why don't we just triple down on that? You know, and for for this use case, it's lead scoring. That way, if somebody comes to us because, you know, Customer.io told them about us and they come to our homepage a month later, it just all lines up with the positioning they've been hearing about. And so we're taking cues from our partners, taking cues from from our existing customers who ran it by them and said, hey, what do you think of this? And they're like, oh, that's cool. Um, and, and we've learned a lot by working with marketing teams for the last six months about how does lead scoring work? How do you qualify leads? Where's the data go? What data do you have? What data do you not have? And so we... We brought an approach to lead scoring that is unique and that's going to allow us to target a part of the market that I think a lot of other folks can't win. And so I'm really excited about that. Um, that's a, that's a December, January thing. And, um, I would say all that to say Bryce and, and our investors and investor were excited about that then too, because they saw, okay, distribution is like the last, last air quotes for everyone that can't see last big challenge, but if you have a business that's working, you're retaining customers, they're paying you and they're happy, as we all know, <laughs> it really does become about finding a channel that feeds you 
deals and leads. And uh, I don't think it's going to be sales. I think sales skills work well for enterprise deals and business development. But, you know, me closing deals that are worth, you know, anywhere from $300 to $1,000 a month isn't going to get us to the rapid growth we want. I think doing that in addition to self-serve is going to get us to where we want, especially if the self-serve can start to bring in qualified leads for that enterprise sales motion. So that's what we're focused on now. And uh, that's the narrowing that we're doing. Um, there's some interesting thoughts there around, okay, you know, we, we started out broad and now we're coming down to this very, very specific beachhead. And uh, I think we're going to end up broadening back out, but the, the I'll, I'll use a metaphor and then I'll, I'll pause. I think for the last however many months, we've kind of been doing kind of, we're kind of like if we were, I don't know, a gaming company like Nintendo and people were coming to us and saying, you have this really cool console, can you make me a game? And we would like make a game for someone. And then somebody else would come up like, hey, can you make me a game? And then we, you know, we would license it to them. But there's not a good repeatability there, or consistency there. And so I kept telling the team, like, we need our version of Tetris. We need our version of Mario. Like, what's the game that we're going to release that we don't have to customize it forever? Everybody just basically wants to buy the same thing. And then they learn about all the other things that we sell. And that's all great. But like, you can get behind a, a specific game if you will and just that goes on the home page that goes in the box you know everybody's excited it's the first game they play and then from there you learn about all the other ones it has but you know a console without a without a a killer app or a killer leading title is um it's just a very tough thing to take to market so that's what we've developed and uh very excited about it so the game is lead scoring the game is lead scoring that's right sounds fun it is. It is. Kind of I'm actually, I've enjoyed digging in and learning how it actually works. Uh, Clearbit and HubSpot and all these things. Um, it's always been a bit of a black box to me. Like, how where, how does it all work? But, you know, we've kind of become experts on it here by necessity and um, have something that's uh, more affordable, more suited to early stage, scales nicely. And I would say it's a bundling strategy of everything you need to lead score comes with a summit subscription as opposed to having to build a lot of this yourself. So it saves people a lot of time uh, and, and money. Nice. Yeah. I mean, uh, if you want me to, I can sort of give a, give a similar update yeah. and then maybe we can talk about what's coming. I mean, the big news is that I, uh, you said you work, still work at a company called Summit. I uh, no longer work at a company called Reform. <laughs> I... Uh, no longer have a company called Reform because I sold Reform. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the end. <laughs> Wait, how'd um, that happen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so how did it happen? Like, it, it's been really helpful to, like, have these episodes kind of recorded just to kind of get, as I, as I said in the intro, we recorded just to get a feel for, like, how did I actually feel, like, at different times? Because... Um, like after like reform in 2023 was only me and I didn't really know which direction to take it. Didn't really have, we, well, we basically only had like the cash that the MRR we were generating and not, we didn't have any more like funding. So, um, couldn't really take a salary, uh, only based, well, we could, I could take a small salary of course. Um, 
so it just became more and more of a struggle, of course. Um, and it, it was more fun when we were two people and when things were growing more nicely. But then, you know, as I also like shared in the episodes here, like I did have some like early wins when it was just me, like I did um, make some pretty significant changes and saw like some nice growth, like a growth, gr- the, the business growth like a bit this year, you know, and, um, and then we stopped recording uh, June 20th and in the beginning of July, we had our second child, which was the big thing that happened over That's the summer. Deal. Yeah, <laughs> it truly is. <laughs> it, uh, yeah, it all went well. Um, everyone was like healthy and happy. And yeah, so that obviously like took a lot of my attention over the summer. And well, and, and more things happened on the personal front because we knew that we were growing out of this apartment that we live in right now. So we wanted to sell that and buy a house. But in order to buy a house, we also needed to, well, we didn't want to have a house and a summer house. So we also needed to sell the summer house, which all like happened all at once, like having a baby, trying to sell the summer house, trying to sell this apartment. Um, so just really busy this summer, just uh, way too many things going on. And then I think in April, oh, in, not in April, in August, I realized that um, I had to like find some way to like get back into, into things again and with reform. Um, and this whole time I was also working at Tailwind where I still work um, part time, but I needed to figure out how to get back into to reform. And um, yeah, I just needed like some sort of like structure. So in August, I had the idea of recording myself every day while on a walk most of the time and uh, do these videos. It's a really fun experiment and and quite a few people watched them on Twitter um, especially in the beginning, there is like a, a long tail of like more hardcore people yeah. <laughs> watching all 30 of them. Uh, my, my challenge with, for myself was to do it for a month, which I did. Yeah. And even like in that month, I mean, like it's a roller coaster of like how I feel about things. Um, but it was helpful as like just a way to like kind of get back in the groove of like being out there, like working in po- public, working on, on reform and and even like then that like caused like a little spike in like growth because like people were like just reminded that I was still there and I was still working on this thing and I had like, you know, plans for it and stuff. Um, but yeah, I think at that time it like it started to really like hit me like you don't really know where you're taking this thing. It's mm-hmm. like costing you a, a lot of like energy right now where you don't really have a lot because you have a you know month old baby you also have a toddler and you're trying to like move the family and you also have another job and Mm. it it was just a lot all at once um and it just wasn't as fun anymore um and then even in those videos like that i did in august like it it they kind of turned like darker (laughs) towards the end of the month like there's one i'm pretty sure that's when like one of the last videos is like me walking around at like midnight or something like that, talking about how reform just went down and I was like trying to fix it and literally darker, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Literally after I like stopped recording, it went down again and I had to like run home and like try to get it online again. These, this downtime was like all related to DigitalOcean being down. So it was completely like out of my control, you know, 
um, it's just so stressful. And I remember like there was that, I think that specific night, like I just couldn't go to bed because I was so stressed about like, like, you know, DigitalOcean could just go down again because they were just down two times, you know, <laughs> it could just not work yeah. uh, again or whatever. Um, I know someone who works at DigitalOcean and, and, and they started like sending me updates and made me more, you know, um, comfortable that they actually like solved this issue and it, and it was never an issue again. So I think they did, but it was just like a really stressful experience. Um, yeah, so there was also another time where like someone sent out a form where it had like, it had a lot, like it had a lot of pages and it was sent out to like thousands of people at the same time. And it had like complicated logic. So all of that mm. stuff was like loaded all at once. Um, and it, it didn't take the site down or anything like that, but it did like, it did like completely like fill up the queues. So I had to like go in there and like try to like make sure they, you know, all the jobs were being processed and, 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 and it, it happened like, you know, right in dinner, in the middle of dinner time. And I basically had to like, you know, th- throw the baby to my wife and be like, you have to like, I I just have to leave now and like try to fix this. I'm really sorry. And it just, you know, you just feel awful about it. And, and I remember like sitting and trying to fix something like that and being like, like, why am I doing this? You know, I'm not making a lot of money from this. Uh, I don't really have a vision for it. It's just me. Like no one else is, is like helping me doing this. I'm sure like I could, you know, I could call friends that would help me, but it's not like they don't have skin in the game. It's like, they're not on my team with this, you know? Yeah. And like startups used to be like, Oh, we have this like major problem. Like that's like go into this room and like order pizza and like, let's fix this. And like, we're all in this together. And it just wasn't fun anymore. This was not that. Uh, yeah. No, it's just me like being like a, a, a bad parent and a bad spouse and just feeling awful about stuff and not really even being sure about why I was doing it anymore. Um, but at the same time, like, you know, things were going pretty well. Like the app had like started to grow again and, you know, people still liked the product and I also had some ideas for it, you know, but not really a vision per se. So yeah, it became clear to me like by the end of August, I think I'm done with this. Like it's not, uh, this is like the, I think the main like conclusion was this is the wrong season for me to like work on this thing. You know, this like, this requires someone being someone's like first priority, you know? And in my priority stack, it's like my family, you know, yep. myself, whatever. Um, my job at Tailwind is like in my like, work life is my number one priority and then there's this like really like critical app for people which is like hosting f- something really important to them it can't have downtime mm-hmm. like it's a major yeah. like crisis if yeah, it ever has yeah. downtime and that's like my mm-hmm. side project you know it just doesn't make any sense for like a single person to have that as a side project it, it, no. you know it used to be like Bjorn and I working on it full time and like it was our main priority right you know that's what it has to be so yeah yeah and it just i was the wrong person to to run this thing anymore and it was also causing me a lot of stress and yeah so i just i remember telling a friend like i'm giving myself september because i can't go through like spending like months and months like trying to solve this thing and like i'm 
going to give myself September. And if by the end of the month, I don't feel like I basically sold it um, or like I feel really good about like someone is about to like buy this thing off of me right now, I'm just going to like give it away or do a fire sale because it's it's not worth it to me right now. And yeah, I'm I was another way to like say this is like I was very, very close to burning out became clear to me so and and I think the reason was just that it was like everything about it just felt wrong you know the way I was running it and uh, yeah so that became my job in September was like okay I'm gonna do everything I can to try to sell this thing and make it the outcome as good as possible um so there's kind of like two uh, concurrent threats there it's like okay on the one hand I have investors um, they have a stake in this and how do they feel about this and you know yeah what does this mean to them and to me if we sell it and then on the other hand it's like okay we need to find a buyer which is like the main challenge of course and but yeah like if you don't have the conversations with your investors it might not make any sense at all to even find a buyer you know so it, it, they're both important threats to like <laughs> pull yeah so um i think like the first week was like me just trying to be like more opportunistic i guess like just basically anyone who's ever like indicated anything related to an acquisition in the past just reach out to them try to get them you know see if they want to buy it and start those conversations um reach out to potential acquirers that you know that just you know you that i could kind of see would be a good fit for it like other like related software companies where like reform would make sense um or other form companies where maybe they wanted the customers or something like that that like yielded a lot of like conversations people were interested um i did have the opportunity to kind of do a more strategic thing where I could sell it to someone, but then I would be part of the deal, which would mean that I would have to quit my job at Tailwind, which is, uh, I definitely didn't want to do. Um, so yeah, in the end I put it on micro acquire or acquire it's called now. And, um, really quickly someone reached out. Um, they're basically an agency and th the only thing they do is like optimizing forms for uh, tech companies um so that they're, they're basically the perfect company to acquire reform because it just makes sense for them to have their own software that they can do with whatever they want to like basically all the stuff they learn um at the agency they can kind of like incorporate into the product um they yeah so i just started talking to them and quickly just ignored everyone else because they just seemed like the right fit and we agreed on a price and yeah, then it just, they worked quickly and I really wanted to work quickly. So I think early October, we signed an asset uh, purchase agreement and then spent like a few weeks like moving everything over. And then we announced it. I can't remember when. Um, yeah, and now I no longer have <laughs> anything to do with reform except um, they like keep me in the loop about the roadmap and they ask for feedback and stuff like mm. In they kind of like want they wanted like a certain amount of like um you know involved when involvement from me but more on like a strategic level but mm -hmm. actually like the reality like they've kind of just run with it and they just you know add me to their um 
project management system so I can like see what they're doing and they ask me like if I have any comments or ideas for stuff but otherwise mm. I haven't been involved at all and and actually like a big part of why that was even possible with this kind of transition is I um I knew Bjorn was like looking for new freelance clients mm -hmm. so so I asked him like if he would be interesting interested in working on reform again uh, with these new owners and and he said he was he was open to it so and they had been thinking the same thing so we basically you know when you ask something at the same time basically yeah. that happened um <laughs> and Bjorn had already told me that he was interested in it so I just kind of made the introduction they figured it out on their own and now Bjorn is working on reform again um hopefully getting uh he's he's getting a different deal now of course um probably more of a real job than um, <laughs> oh, freelance gig than um, than it was when it was just the two of yeah, us yeah. trying to start a thing. But uh, yeah, it looks like they're like shipping stuff and building stuff and it's just really cool to see um, yeah. that it's still still going. And uh, But it's weird that I'm not there. <laughs> yeah, 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 it is very weird. Like you... It'll always be, uh, well, not to be overly sentimental about it in a way, but it's like something, I mean, it's something you made. You invested a lot of energy into it and thought and everything else. It, yeah. When it's not in your hands anymore, like you can't control it and somebody else gets to decide a bunch of things about it. Um, it is a weird feeling for sure. Yeah. Uh, and it's also a great feeling right now. I have to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How's what's that like? Yeah, it's just crazy. Like I, I you know started working on WP Pusher, which is my first like real product slash company. I think eight, nine, nine years ago, probably. And um, and then that kind of rolled into working on Reform. So I I didn't have like a break between WP Pusher and Reform because I sold. W. Busher half a year after starting Reform because I wanted to see if Reform would take off before before selling the old thing. So it's the first time in like nine years, something like that, that the only income I have is like, you know, from like my <laughs> my job, basically. Yeah. There's no like recurring revenue or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. It's a strange feeling, but it's also like, it's, it's still a nice feeling. I can... I, oh, yeah. I'm starting to like there are get days. more and more restless and stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But there, there are definitely days where every founder thinks that that would be nice. Um, and it's not that founders don't pay themselves, but it's just not having to be the one that worries about where it comes from. Um, yeah. At least not directly. That's, that's good. Especially for this stage in your life, man. You have a small, you know, young girl. Yeah. Family. So one of the things I did is I booked a vacation in January um, for the family. Nice. And yeah. And I, and I told like the guys at Tailwind, I was like, you know, I don't really feel like I, I like normally I would probably just work, you know, because it's, it's the Tailwind job is like part time. I enjoy doing it. It's like, it's just something I do. I don't even like think about if it's like, now I'm working for these guys and now I'm working for me. Mm -hmm. It's just like mm -hmm. part of what I do now. Yeah. Um, so like, t like taking a week off just feels like 
almost silly because like I, I could just not take a week off, you know, and then someone else <laughs> has to do it. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. But then I was like, but I'm actually going to take a week off because Good. it's the first time in like nine years I've been able to like truly. That's so great. Like I could not bring my laptop if I wanted to. Obviously Whoa. I am. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. I just, <clears throat> you're hitting a little close to home here, bud. Okay. <laughs> That's amazing. Good for you. Yeah. I think like, so like on a more like serious note, like I, like reform obviously like didn't work out, you know, like the, the, it's not, it didn't end up becoming what I hoped it would be um, when it started and, and it was off to a really good start. But I'm really proud that I like figured out a way to land the plane almost. Yeah. Like I, you know, I was like super like transparent with everyone. I, I like, I, I, I will make it you brag like about the worst it. outcome, you know? Yeah. No, I, I, I will say, and you're free to, you're free to talk positive about yourself. That's a good thing. It's not bragging, but I will say I, I, have gotten to be a friend through this podcast, a mastermind, you know, partner through the mastermind group that we have. And then I also think like an investor in reform. And I would say from this perspective, like, I don't think you even really know yet the amount that you learned that wasn't just like, Oh, how to take a growing product to make it grow more. Like you learn some stuff that, People oftentimes never learn if everything goes perfectly smooth. They don't develop some of the some of the things and the lessons that you got to experience. <laughs> there are people who have um, paths that are happier looking on the outside that like don't get to learn like how the world really works in certain ways and how difficult some things are and how surprisingly difficult some things are and. And then actually how surprisingly easy some things are that you would expect to be difficult and like things are just weird, right? So I, I don't know, from this perspective, I'm, I, I can attest to the number of things I saw you learn and like go through and grow through. Um, it's substantial, you know? So that's, just want to say that part, like from this perspective, it's... Yeah, so, thanks for saying that. Real. And thanks for being a good guide on the journey <laughs> as well. <laughs> I try. I, I tried. I've heard they, I was obviously consumed, but yeah. On my first million, they always talk about having a deal. Uh, what do they call it? The like those midwives, like do a doula, oh, doula, deal doula is what they call it. Oh, oh funny. That's a that's a good metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh, always have a, appreciated having you to like run emails by. Yeah, and. I was definitely consumed with my own thing for a while there. And I know you were like selling it and I was like, is he selling it? And then things would go quiet for a few weeks. But, um, I, I, I was very happy to help. And I just wanted to say, no, back, back to you. Like you, you have grown a lot, uh, through it, I think from this perspective at least. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy, happy to have seen it. So, yeah. Yeah. And even though I didn't get all the money myself because I had investors, it was still like, for me at least, like it was a significant transaction. Like it was like more money than I n normally deal with. <laughs> great. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. 
That's good. Yeah. And e- even yeah. after you, you know, even after your investors were uh, happy or satisfied or taken care of, like you did, I will also say like you, uh, you did the right things, you know, you, you did right by everyone. I think that was, yeah, commendable. And, yeah. There uh, was definitely like a few moments where you realize, okay, there's, there's multiple paths here mm-hmm. and like, I can like, ima- like I can imagine like some people I know, you know, or know off, they might take this path. I'm like, I was definitely like thinking a few times, like the money doesn't matter in this situation. The, yeah, the only yeah, thing yeah. that matters is that is like, you know, reform is not my last company mm-hmm. that I'm going mm-hmm. to build. And that's a very good thing to like, keep in mind. Yes. Hundred percent. You did not take the uh, short-sighted path, uh, and and you didn't always take the, which is not always today, not always the easiest one. And uh, sometimes you took slightly. Sometimes you, you know, took you skipped a shortcut I might have taken personally, <laughs> but it was like, which was also something fun for me to learn. It's like, oh, people don't always take your advice verbatim, and that's okay. Uh, but you 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 still navigated yeah. things really well. So that was that was good to see, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember like early on in like uh, knowing you, I remember you telling me like, dude, don't negotiate, like don't negotiate with yourself. Let like, <laughs> that's like one of the first, <laughs> when I was like doing some partnership deal with someone yeah. and yeah. I've always remembered that. And I think it's been a continuing threat uh, <laughs> throughout like knowing you. You can, you can. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. You could let people, and would you believe it if I told you there are people in my own life who have to tell me that? So, like, there's degrees of that. You know, it's like, yeah. So, <laughs> um, but yes, listeners, don't negotiate against yourself. If you just put a, just put some terms out there, let people react, let people be responsible for themselves. But, um, but yeah. yeah. No, so, so I, I appreciate how you yeah. navigated it, man. Yeah. So, the, the great part is like, I didn't burn out. I, uh, I was running on the, the fumes or whatever, um, but I didn't burn out. And and reform is still there. People are still using it. Uh, people yeah. are still paying for it. Uh, someone is still working on it. And it has a future. And yeah, I think that's a really good outcome that I managed to like figure out in a short amount of time at uh, in the last minute, it felt like. Under- that's how it felt. It's, I, it doesn't feel Pretty, like that anymore. Like it's like yeah. I could just have you know done whatever. Like some days I'm even like, hey, let's just start a new reform, you know. <laughs> but but at the time I was like, this is like this has to happen now. Yeah, uh, under pretty challenging circumstances. I almost said extreme. I don't want to over dramatize it, but like pretty ex- challenging circumstances. Uh, you're a founder that can handle a lot of stress. So um, yeah, well tested. Uh, and proven. Yeah, so uh, I guess that's my update. Yeah, a little, little update. Just a little, just a little <laughs> something. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's my update. Um, now cool. I'm doing the thing that everyone does <laughs> when they're in this sort of like break situation that I am. I decided yesterday that I'm going to get into writing again. Mm. Uh, posted it on Twitter. So um that's going to cool. be my thing now. I have a, a writing goal every day. I'm going to write at least 500 words. And, That's um, great. That is great. I'll see see where it takes me. I think um, someone just asked me about it on Twitter, so I will 
just talk about it briefly now because I think it's just for like accountability and then people can like hold me accountable or ask how it's going with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but someone asked us like, uh, are, is it going to be just for private or for, for pub, are you going to publish it? And, and one thing I'm doing differently is like, I'm, I'm, I get paralyzed if I know that I'm, I need to publish it. It just takes longer than I want it to, to, mm-hmm. to write anything. I'm really bad at like writing a, a bad first draft and then, editing that and like as, as kind of like advice goes so i decided i'm just going to have like basically a file that i'm just going to add 500 words to at least every day with That's like good. a date stamp mm-hmm. and it could be about anything it could be like a, a diary entry um which is kind of how i started because i didn't know what to write about so i just started writing and then today was more of a kind of blog post material maybe mm-hmm. um but i'm just writing whatever like is on my mind and it's it's not something I've done before, but it, it, it's really an interesting experience. And then my, my, my thought is like, this will just give me a lot, lot of words. And then if any of those words seem like, Oh, maybe there's like a blog post here or something like that. Um, I'll take it out of that document and kind of Mm -hmm. give it its own, uh, document to live in and then try to edit it from there. But the only, I can't edit anything in the like daily document i could just write <laughs> yeah yeah exactly no need to um i like yeah. it that's great so that's my only plan i have lots of ideas for like what i'm going to do next and what i'm going to work on but my only concrete plan right now because i couldn't figure out what to do i've been thinking about it for a few weeks now like what am i actually going to do in the new year mm. it's like okay if i can't decide or if i don't know i should just start writing i like it and I yeah. think I agree. It's kind of like my mantra is like, well, I don't have a startup yet, but, or I don't have a startup right now. Let's yeah. see if I have a startup in the future. But as yeah. P- Paul Graham says, like, uh, startups rarely die uh, in mid typing. So keep typing mm. or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just going to keep writing and yeah, see where exactly. it takes me. <laughs> mid keystroke, yeah. It's good. All right, sir. Yeah. Cool. I, is this I, it? Yeah, I, I don't know if we're going to do any more episodes. I think um, we, we might podcast again, um, but I think we can say we're out of beta. Yeah. <laughs> I've been waiting a long time for that. <laughs> Damn. Whew. Awesome. Congrats well, thank you, on saying that. <laughs> thank you. And uh, thanks for all the episodes, the work, and uh, the friendship, and hope to pod with you again someday. Yeah, likewise. Really uh, been enjoying this. It's been fun. And uh, especially like been incredible to watch um, the thing that people just listen to in those nine episodes. How you, um, well, your 2023 was very impressive. I uh, enjoyed following along on the sidelines and, and in the mastermind chat and everything, the investor updates and stuff. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, Here's a 24. Yeah. Cool. All right, buddy. Talk to you later. Take care. See ya. Bye. Bye.